You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we've got Tamika Spalding joining us all the way from Port Sorrell in northwest Tasmania. Welcome, Tamika. Hey, Jason. How are you today? I'm going good. I like it. It's the sun is shining outside. We had a bit of rain this morning, but um, yeah, I'm happy. I could take take the dog outside so he can play around so he wouldn't scratch on the door while I was doing the program today. Very good. Awesome. So, Tamika, thanks for joining us again on our Connecting the Dots program. It's been uh, two or three weeks since we've had you on our program, and uh, I'd be interested to know what have you been up to since we last did a program together. Well, I did a bit of a art lesson, um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, just after we last chatted, actually, um, with a lady. Her name's Carolyn. Um, she's also known as Happy Kaz, um, who's the founder of Happy Hands and Happy Hearts. Uh, some listeners might know of her, but um, she runs YouTube videos with her two sons, and, um, yeah, they're, they're awesome. But she also runs um, a water class online art workshop, and she does that for kids and adults. So I thought I'd take myself along to that. That's via Zoom um, with a, a group called Chat, Chill and Paint. And it's, you know, pretty easygoing class. And she just gives us a few pointers. Art isn't something I generally do. And every now and then I go in and join and learn a few techniques. And today's program actually is about um, a painting that I that I have done and some of the techniques I use in that painting I learned from her so I was excited to to um, you know share that with listeners today. Awesome and so uh, we do actually have the ability to look at the painting that you've done today because uh, we've uploaded a picture of it for people to listen to so we'll give you a code later in the program where you can text in a code and it will send you back an email and a text message to a link where you can have a look at it. Um, now, on our last episode, uh, you spoke about uh, the title was God Has the Answer, and it was a great story, uh, a story of a, a miraculous occurrence in your life, and we won't go too much into that, but um, last week on our program, or the last two weeks actually, we had George Vandeventer sharing his journey on how he came to Christ, and he looked at the question of what really is our motivation for being a Christian, for following Christ, for believing in him? Is it just to get blessings or is it really to serve him and worship him um, for other reasons, not just to get the blessings? So great story. If you missed out on those programs, go back and listen to those using the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. You can get the app from the uh, App Store, Faith FM Australia. Do a search in there in your Google or Apple App Store Download the Faith FM Australia app and you can find under the Browse menu uh, all of our past programs, including the one that you did a few weeks ago, Tamika, and mm. uh, George's uh, testimonies and many others. So do uh, check that out. Now, what have you got for us today, Tamika? What's the uh, thrust or the title of our program today? Well, today I've t entitled it, I Am a Friend of God. And we're going to talk about... Um, are we a friend of God's? So my listener question today is, would you consider yourself to be a friend of God's? And um, I'll start off with, um, you know, 
you know what is what is a friend yeah um, well, so before we get on to that, um, I'd just better give the number for people yeah, to sure. text in, 0488880891. And I will just uh, remind people that today's program is a pre-recorded program, but still text us in. We'd love to hear from you and we will respond. So do text us in. What uh, Would you consider yourself to be a friend of God? Uh, text us in, 0488880891. So, Tamika, so I guess we should explore the concept of what a friend really is. Yeah, well, when I first entitled the program, I am a friend of God, to me that sounded like a one-way thing, that I am a friend of God's. But when I looked up the dictionary, uh, it says, you know, a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. So one could say, as soon as I say I'm a friend to somebody, it's because it's mutual, Mm. um, they are automatically a friend back it's reciprocated so um you know i i found that found that to be cool because relationships are two-way absolutely and uh when we talk about friendship um and when we go looking for friends what do you think um are the key elements of of friendship that we're looking for yeah that's it a huge question because we all kind of we have different personalities and and different things we're interested in so we all have different things that we're looking for in a friend so talking about you know um us as people um we we tend to look for other people that are you know healthy and positive for us we might see um you know are they honest patient trustworthy are they encouraging or non-judgmental um can you depend on them are they easygoing you know are they fun funny kind um are they respectful so you know that might be some of the things i might look for that that others might look for Mm. how about you jason well yeah i think honesty is a very important one for me loyalty um integrity um yeah for me and and men are a little bit different to women um men can go a long time between catching up and uh that doesn't mean the friendship's bad or poor (laughs) so uh, it doesn't always have to be a frequent communication but i think um just that sense of loyalty and uh yeah being able to call upon somebody when you when you need to talk to them yeah yeah that's important so uh some of the i guess um the points in terms of why we seek out friends um why do you think we do you think we're made to have friendships? Do you think everyone likes to have friends? Yeah, well, I think back on um, the story of Adam and Eve and uh, Adam was on his own and, and God created Eve so they could have companionship, friendship, and, you know, that goes goes on. Um, and so I think friends are great so we can share life with, with one another. We can support and encourage each other and protect each other care for each other um and it's it's also not just about what i can get from a friendship it's what i can give a friendship so you know i like to support people i like to encourage people um you know i care for people as well and so um you know i find that's really important and we also you know we help each other grow and mature and pull pull each other up um correct each other if we're sort of going wayward Mm, there's, yeah. a, there's a passage in Proverbs twenty seven seventeen that uh, reminds me of that concept where it says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And I think that's talking about the fact that 
this is where honesty is difficult in friendships sometimes but it's important that uh, if if we you know if we're going off track i want a friend who's prepared to tell me that yeah mm. very important uh, I've got a, a verse in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 10. It says, if either of them fall down, so either person in that friendship fall down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Mm, absolutely. That's uh, so important, isn't it? That um, yeah. That's when we really need our friends, when we're, when we're down. Um, yeah. So I guess, you know, in friendships... Um, there are different qualities of friendships, I guess, but we're really talking about a good friendship here, aren't we? Yeah, a close one, yeah. <laughs> how do we maintain, how do we stay in good friendships? Well, I think the first thing is we choose to be in a friendship. Um, you know, if, if one person is is kind and friendly and all of those great qualities and we're not reciprocating that, then it's really not a friendship. Mm. So we choose to be in it and we invest in it. Um, and... You know, we give and receive, like I mentioned, um, our time, our resources, our energy, and, yeah, just talking with one another, having a two-way communication. Mm, absolutely. And so how does this apply with our title today, Am I a Friend of God? Um, you know, when it comes to God, you know, does God want friends as well? Well, I think... God already is our friend. Um, we often forget this. This is what we're exploring today. But God is waiting for us, all of us, to choose uh, to come to him. He has already chosen us to be his friend. Um, the, you know, the the offer is open. Um, I've got a verse um, from Matthew 7, 7 to 8 that says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So to me in this verse, if we're talking about friendship, he's already there. He's already ready. He's waiting, willing. Um, it's just us that needs to choose him. And, uh, you know, he supports us always, encourages us. He protects us. He preserves us. Um, he cares, loves. And he also matures our character and you know, we'll if if we're open and willing, he will pull us up and and um, and tell us if we're going wayward, and and he will just love us and um, help us grow and change to be more like him, which is you know what we're really wanting to be more like like mm. him, mm. Um, love. <laughs> and so, yeah. so we we've learned that God um, is a friend of ours. And I guess he also is calling us to be a friend of his. So that's that's where it's a two-way relationship, isn't it? That's right, yep. yep. Um, it's time for our first break. I'll remind you of our question for today. Would you consider yourself to be a friend of God? We'd love to hear from you today. 0488 Our first song today is Love Lifted Me. This is by Caitlin Clampett. So deeply stained within 
Jesus saves, Jesus saves, He will lift you from the crashing waves, crashing waves, He will never leave you. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, He will lift you from the crashing waves, crashing waves, He will never leave you. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, He will Listening to Tozy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Tamika Spalding on the topic of "I am a friend of God." And uh, we asked you a question before the break: Would you consider yourself to be a friend of God? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero. Eight nine one. Now this is a pre-recorded program, so we won't be able to share that directly on air today. Maybe next time um, in our program we could share that. But uh, we still love to hear from you today, and uh, we would, um, if you've got any questions, we can certainly reply to that. Now before the break, Tamika, we were talking about how God is there for us. He's a friend of ours, uh, but He also wants us to be a friend of His. So He wants us to reciprocate that friendship yeah i love this quote it says friendship gives us the building blocks to love it allows us to face the ups and downs in life and i love this quote because i believe that god wants to journey with us he wants a friendship um, to not only guide us but um, to fundamentally you know help us build those blocks of love um, so we can um, learn to love others well and and healthfully and he wants to be you know with us in those ups and downs and there is a difference between a friendship we have with god and a friendship we have with people because god is a friend Mm. but he's also our king Mm. and you know it's an unequal friendship in that uh you know we have this terrible thing called sin in our life Mm. and and he doesn't and so he's even a better friend than our very best friends um but he loves all of us everybody um and you know we can learn with his help to have that you know um, unconditional love for for others and you know he went to the point of um you know having that plan of salvation in place where jesus was willing to come to his death for each and every one of us so we can live in heaven with with him and he's not idle in heaven he's currently building us a home Mm. And, you know, that's really exciting. That's personalized, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, and yeah, yeah, he, he says in, uh, is it John chapter 4? I can't remember the reference, but yeah, I, if I go and prepare a place for you, and then he says he'll come back and take us to yeah. be, where, be where he is. So that's, a, that's a, an amazing promise. 
Yeah, and he talks about in that verse, you know, the honesty he has for us, um, the honesty he has, because he says, you know, if if it wasn't that way, I wouldn't have told you. Mm. So, mm. you know, that's a, a, a great um, fundamental um, friendship um, there's a, there's a characteristic to have. Yeah, there's a famous uh, verse that uh, many people know if if they've uh, been around Christians for long. That's yeah. uh, John 3.16 that um, sort of comes to mind in this as well when it comes to the extent of God's love and his friendship for us. And, uh, yeah, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And, of course, we were just talking about the fact that Jesus has returned to heaven and uh, preparing a place for us right now. Yeah. Actually, I remember with that verse um, when I was about 12 years old or so and I was having Bible studies with um, a great pastor, Darren Slade. And, yeah, I... um, it hit me, you know, we we're just driving in the car and it hit me that that verse um, meant so much. It like told the whole story. I thought, wow, if anyone wants to know what the Bible's about, you just hit them with that verse and it says the whole thing. And mm. I remember thinking, I'm the only one in the world who just thought this. <laughs> and then I realized how how common we that verse actually is. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I love that verse. Mm. So, previous on our programs, you've mentioned that uh, you, you're working on writing a, a novel for young adults. And um, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, well, today's program really stemmed um, from a a bit of a a conversation that I had with God, which came from a course that I did uh, to help me write my book on character development. And so basically I learnt in this course that characters in books are given unresolved wounds, which might be, um, or, you know, unresolved wounds and hurts, which, for instance, might be, you know, um, a fear of being stuck, for mm. instance. And then because that's an unresolved wound or, or hurt, um, it then looks for an outlet. So as an example, um, you know, you have a fear of being, uh, to say a girl has a fear of being stuck, so she then um, thinks, okay, um, I can get a scholarship to, um, you know, a... a a university and I can leave the town so I won't be stuck Mm -hmm. and then that becomes a need so that need then um, as this you know example continues she might work over the top really hard um, to try to get that scholarship and that scholarship becomes everything to her and then that um, character's need manifests into behaviors that are often negative to them so um, you know they they yeah, they work so hard that it, it consumes them. And what happens is then you have other characters who interact with that character um, and they also have unresolved wounds and there becomes a reaction. Hey, so, hey this is sounding like real life. <laughs> it's real life. And so, um, you know, we could have in this story that she didn't get the scholarship, so she gets angry with her best friend because her best friend got the scholarship. Mm. And then we have a, a, a reaction which... Um, is an external struggle. Mm. So the external struggle would be the friendship breaks down. Mm. And that external struggle then becomes an internal struggle. And we can talk about, you know, our world view, um, or, our world view or self or, you know, friendship. Um, and then with the internal struggles, they potentially create more wounds and create more internal struggles. And then you have that um, in the book, you know, your enemy or your antagonist or that character that 
that's her best friend, reinforce that internal struggle, which leads to conflict within self. And so you get to a place where they fear, I'm going to stay stuck in the town, I'm going to stay bitter, and sort of go in this self-destruct mode. And since a character can't escape themselves, they find themselves, you know, hopeless. Mm. And... Um, you know, at the time I was learning this, it's a real eye-opener. Anyone who's a writer realises that you work through some serious own stuff. Mm. Um, and so at the end of the course, um, we were asked to play a game, and it's called And So. And this game includes, um, this game in the course, you know, included an established character um, and we had to basically work out what their wounds were and, and their emotional problems. And only today, while I was preparing for this program, um, I read this quote and it said, be sure you're introducing the right external stimulus or plot point to trigger internal struggle against self. And I read, the, like I wrote this quote from the program, but it wasn't until I read this quote today, I'm like, oh, um, you know, sometimes in life, in real life, um, we get an extern that right external stimulus, mm. and it triggers that internal struggle against self, and we're in trouble. Mm. Um, and so, it just so happens that a few days after doing this course, I um, I got COVID. My whole family got COVID. All of us were sick, and. You know, Eltani, my youngest, and myself, we seem to be the ones to be the most sickest. And my husband, um, he generally, you know, doesn't get anywhere near as sick as the rest of us. Um, but anyway, this is this was the case. And I rang my mum, and uh, my mum said, you know, how are you going? And I was in bed feeling pretty sad and sore and sorry for myself. And she said, oh, how's the rest of the family? What's Luke doing? Now, Luke also had COVID, as I mentioned, and he was outside stacking wood while I was inside crying and feeling terrible and had a high fever and couldn't move. And she said to him, uh, she said to me about him, well, he has good work ethic. <laughs> now, that was the perfect <laughs> storm. That was a, that was a trigger. <laughs> um, because what had happened is I got off the phone from that and I thought, right, I... I'm not going to sit down in bed and, and be a wuss or a, uh, you know, and, and whinge and complain. So I got up and I said to the whole family, including myself, right, we're scrubbing toilets, we're scrubbing walls, we're scrubbing windows, um, we're making beds, we're cleaning sheets. Like I went into the overdrive of, of crazy cleaning. And basically, because I was sick, by the time we got to the end of the day, I literally crashed i couldn't do any anything else and um we all decided we'd watch a movie because there wasn't much else we could do and then after that movie finished everyone went to bed and i had felt um that i needed to stay up uh I, and so i i stayed up for a bit and i just had this feeling that god was asking me play the game and so mm. with yourself mm. and which i did and so um i had this well Luke has good work ethic, and so, well, since I'm in bed with COVID, I must have bad work ethic, and so, um, you know, my mother must think I'm lazy or lack willpower, lack honesty, because I secretly, you know, might like laying in bed while others are working on my behalf, that I don't, you know, push through things or I'm not resilient, um, that I might like attention-seeking and I only pretend to be sick, I might have an ulterior motive, 
So that's where my mind had gone. Mm. And so, um, you know, maybe all these things are true. I don't think that they're true, but they could be true. How would I know if they're true? Mm. And so I'm not sure. I, you know, I, I'm going to have to prove I'm not those things. And so how do I um, prove that? I must test it. I will clean the entire house. I will make lists. I will set new goals. I'll work really hard. I'm going to prove I have good work ethic. And, and so the point of that was to prove that I'm a good person, that I'll um, you know, get stricter, that I'm valuable, that I'm helpful, that I'm important enough to be a mother and a wife, that I work hard, that I can maintain a home, and that I'm a you know, great Christian and I'm a great friend. And that I'm enough. I'm worth loving. Hmm. And I got to this point where I thought, that's it. I actually feel unlovable. And I've mentioned this on a few programs before, and the same theme crops up. And I was going to stop there, but um, I was pushed a little further. And that was when all the layers are pulled away that make up who I am, and it's just the raw me, the bare bones of my character, will I be in line with God? And... So, yeah, ultimately, where I got to was, will God accept me? Will he want me? Will he love me? And are we true friends? Mm. We need to go to another break. Break time. (laughs) We're we're going to unpack this a little bit more after the break. And, uh, yeah, but the question we asked you earlier, would you consider yourself to be a friend of God? Let us know. Text us in on 0488-880-891. This is Sarah Crozier with Belovedness. You've owned your fear and all your self-loathing You've owned the voices inside of your head You've owned the shame and reproach of your failure It's time to own your belovedness past and how it's defined you've owned everything everybody else says it's time to hear what your father has spoken it's time to own your belovedness he says you're mine I smiled when I made you I find you beautiful in every Fierce and unending I'll come to find you Whatever it takes My beloved You've owned the mess You see in the mirror You've owned the lies That you're just not enough You've been so blinded By all your comparing It's time to your beloved He says you're mine I smiled when I made you I find you beautiful in every way My love for you is fierce and unending I'll come to find you whatever it takes My beloved
I smiled when I made you. I find you beautiful in every way. My love for you is fierce and unending. I'll come to find you, whatever it takes. He says you're mine. I smiled when I made you. I find you beautiful in every way. My love for you is fierce and unending. I'll come to find you, whatever. Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with Tamika Spalding. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And before the break, we were discussing this exercise that you were going through, Tamika, the and so exercise that you learnt at this uh, writing course. And um, interestingly, you got to the point of making these internal statements or thoughts that God will accept me and want to love me um, if I can do all of these things. And uh, and ultimately it got down to really questioning whether I'm a friend of God and the only way I can be a friend of God is to fulfill all of these tasks that you set yourself. <laughs> is it is that a fair <laughs> summary? It is. And I'd like to point out that I think most of those uh, was were unbeknown, like unbeknown to me. Yeah. Like you know, when you go through this process, you're like, "Oh, was that actually how I was feeling? I I didn't know." Mm. So we nice. can have these inner truths that we tell ourselves, which are not truths, but these inner thoughts, and um, yeah, we um, we stand by them and, and they they upset us, but they're they're not they're not true, and sometimes we don't even realise that that's what we've got. Mm. got going on underneath the, the surface so we need to challenge our thoughts sometimes with uh with scriptural um passages and, and there's one here that comes to mind for me yep. uh in ephesians 2 8 to 10 that says god saved you by his grace when you believed it doesn't say god saved you when you were good enough it doesn't say God saved you when you'd done enough. <laughs> That's right. And uh, it says you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So it uh, it's, it turns it on its head, doesn't it? It does. Actually, I like that you mentioned grace because um, when I first started writing this novel it it started out as a 9000 word short story and the feedback that i got from it was it lacked emotional depth and i was asked to rewrite it and now that it's a 50000 word novel um it's only been since this story that i'm sharing today that i realized my book is actually about grace mm. and that even though i talk about we live by faith in grace um you know and fall under god's grace uh, I was still working for it. Mm. Um, and, yeah. So um, you've got something to share. This is the uh, the piece of artwork. Um, are you going to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I came to bed after that little um, and so game, and I laid down, and, you know, 
It was as if God was already waiting for me when I came to bed. I laid down and I just felt that God was right there, very close to me. And so I asked God, um, you know, are, are you actually here? Are you wanting to share something with me? And this is what I find really special because God... Um, wants to be our friend and it is a two-way communication and so sometimes I come to God and sometimes God comes to me and so when I laid down and just allowed God to to share with me um, I had this um, image that was um, painted in front of me which was of the sky and so it started out almost like God's um, pr presence where it was bright and, and light and it moved into this picture of the sky um, you know our universe which had purples and blues in it and then as it got further out it was you know went into the greys and the blacks mm. and I'm I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna give people a code where they can text okay. in right now if they want to do that. It's connect twenty, connect two zero, no spaces. If you text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, that's our show number, zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. It will text you back uh, a link where you can uh, click on it or it will send you an email and uh, you can click on the link and it shows you a picture of what uh, Tamika painted that night. Yeah, um, And so I initially saw stars everywhere and God reminded me about the covenant that he had made with Abraham. And as I started to think about that covenant and how that covenant still stands, which is, um, you know, God had said, I am your God and you are my people. And um, those stars changed into white balloons with strings attached. Mm. And I just understood that depth of God's love for us, each of us, and that I was also aware that, you know, I had this joy but a responsibility to share that love or that friendship of God that I know personally with others and not, um, you know, with confidence um, but, you know, under humility, under God's grace, that we're not working for, for God's love, that we're under God's grace. Mm. And, you know, um, through the, the help of the Holy Spirit, I could reach out to those balloons and, and hold on to the strings and bring, you know, those balloons represented, you know, family, friends, the people in our community, and together move closer to God. So it's not just about, you know, you go and, and tell someone, you know, there's all these amazing things about God and come to God. It's there's all these amazing things, and I'm coming too. We're both coming mm. towards the presence of God. And so we're all, you know, God created us and the universe and everything, so it all came out and away from God, and he's then calling us all back to himself, which I think is just a, a beautiful picture of who God is. And um, as I was thinking about this, uh, a song came to mind, which is the I Am a Friend of God. Mm. And as I, it, it was almost audible in in a, a voice that was probably more confident than my own, yet it was my own voice also, where I was saying it, I am a friend of God. Mm. It was very direct. And so I hopped up out of bed and I looked up the song that I was singing in my mind that had just been put into my mind, and these two verses um, came came up first, which um, one was in James 2, verse um, 23, and the other, John fifteen fifteen. if you'd like to read those, Jason. Yeah, the James one says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. 
And in John fifteen fifteen, it says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. And those uh, verses were read out of the New International Version. <laughs> yeah, and what I love about that is he doesn't hide himself um, or keep secrets from us. You know, he communicates um, with us like a friend. Uh, we're not servants, we're friends. Um, and so, you know, I waited till the, um, uh, well, I got up the next day actually after that and I decided I wanted to draw what I had seen because it was, you know, it convicted me to, to such a point. I was excited to draw it. And, um, I waited until the end of my COVID period of time and then I wanted to get it framed. And so I, um, I took it to get framed and, uh, it took several weeks for it to be be framed, but I, and I had, you know, I still was taking a bit of time. I had a bit of a relapse with COVID, and um, it took me the same time to get over COVID as it did for this art piece to be framed. And so I got a um, a message. Yes, it's time to pick it up. I was so excited. I hopped in the car, and I had this thought: Don't go and pick it up today. Um, go tomorrow. Tomorrow's a better day. And I thought, no, I'm so excited. I'm going to go pick it up today. So I drove the half an hour in and got to the shop and they had closed for the first time. Um, the guy, when I spoke to him later, he said it's the first time he has he can remember that he had to close his shop early. So he was closed. So I had to go back empty-handed, um, which was an, an important lesson in itself. But we're going to go for a break, I think, now. <laughs> yeah. But before we do, we've got our book offer, and yes. uh, the book offer today is called Surprised by Love, and it's uh, the subtitle is The Unexpected Rescue of God's Children. This is a story of God's love for his children, his excitement, and the plans he's made to be together with them through eternity. It is also the story about the kidnapping of God's children and what he did in order to rescue them. This first, uh, this first ever woman sharing book shows how God simply refuses to go through eternity without you and me. So right after the break, we'll give you the code for this book. But right now, this is How Can I by Callum Enterman and Kemi Ogendi. You throw it all up, but always catch the pieces. Catch a breath, you've been burning for so long Put you down on all fours, sure there's something that I miss My hands may have holes, but they never miss a thing I know you're tired Scared that all your honey won't get to death. How can I make you love me like I love you? And how can I make you want to want me to? Love me like 
to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing up our program today with Tamika Spalding. We've been talking about I Am a Friend of God and before the break we gave you this book offer this uh, Surprised by Love The Unexpected Rescue of God's Children and this is written by Elizabeth Talbot. So today to claim a copy of this book offer, the free book offer, text in Connect19 Connect19 to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, before we went to a break, Tamika, you were telling us how you'd got a message, and uh, this was just after you were coming home from uh, being sick with COVID, and you got a message to say that your artwork, which had been to the framers, was ready to collect. Um, tell us the rest of that story. Yeah. So we, uh, I, uh, I went. The, the next day, I went um, to pick it up instead because I, obviously I, I'd gone into the framers. I'd I'd felt not to go, you know, not to go that day. When I got there, they had closed, and so I came home empty-handed. Um, so the following day, I tried again, and I, I went in, and they were open, and picked up the framework, and was planning to go straight to my car, and then I had this thought: 
go into the toy shop that's just a few doors down first. So I thought, all right, well, I'll, um, I'll, I, I ignored that, you know, you know, that voice the day before, and I thought, well, that didn't work out well for me. So how about um, I just put my faith in God that God's asking me to go into that toy shop, and I will. So I thought I'll, I'll put the the frame in the the car first, and then I'll go into the toy shop. And then I had this thought, no, take the frame with you. And I thought, I don't want to take this huge frame of this, you know, big piece of artwork in me, with me. I'm, I'm self-conscious of it. And, um, you know, some of those inner thoughts again came up, oh, you know, attention-seeking and, you know, you're not worthy. And I'm like, oh, I'm playing this and so again, again. Mm. And my prayer had been that morning, I really would like to share this story with others, but I don't feel very confident in doing that and when I do share I often want to apologize or kind of see how people are feeling about it um, so that I don't offend someone or upset someone or maybe they've misunderstood me and so I had asked God if you want me to share this story with somebody um, allow me to share it without me needing to apologize for it so anyway I took this artwork into the the, the toy store and um, as soon as I walked in the door the lady at the counter said oh, I'll take that for you and then you can walk around the store and, and you won't have to carry it with you so I left it with her and then I wandered around and I thought I'm in a toy store what do I need in a toy store so I, I just randomly walked around and it wasn't that long before that same lady came and found me and she said would you be able to come back to the counter and tell us what what this um, artwork means there must be a meaning behind it and I said to her well what gives you that thought? And she said, well, it's a bit abstract and I'm really interested to know what it means. And um, so when I came to the counter, there was um, three ladies behind the counter and then there was a few customers as well. And I felt quite reluctant and nervous, um, embarrassed even. Um, but I shared in about five sentences what that, what that artwork was, what it meant to me at the time. And, um, and that was it. And I thought, oh, you know, and so I went back randomly looking around a little longer um, and the lady, one of the ladies who was behind the counter, she came and she was, she offered help to um, help me look for whatever it was that I was looking for and, you know, I didn't have anything that I was <laughs> looking for. Um, but she just pulled me aside and said, um, can we have a chat? And she, she, you know, shared some things that were on her heart. Um, which was quite an amazing discussion. And then, um, you know, after we had that discussion, um, I actually picked up a random thing and bought that because I felt bad about leaving the shop without buying anything. But, um, yeah, it was a really positive discussion. And I came, picked up my artwork and hopped in the car. And it wasn't until I'd actually hopped in the car that I realised I didn't need to apologise. Mm. I didn't feel I needed to apologise, which was you know such a a different experience for me and um so yeah just yeah go on i was just going to ask you you know what, what are the key points that you learned from that experience and and i guess also summarizing our program today what what do you want to uh to put in people's minds to remember well when you talk to god and have a two-way conversation with him expect him to talk back to you Mm-hmm. And if you feel that he's prompting you to do something, do it because you will grow from that. And that is how uh, a healthy friendship works. And that um, for me personally, I went from having a head knowledge to a heart knowledge that God was my friend. 
and I had a security in that friendship that I hadn't had before, a trust that could begin to grow that, that I hadn't, um, you know, had before. And, yeah, so I... I th- yeah, I feel that um, it's something that you have to choose to uh, believe also. Um, you know, uh, ironically, while I was preparing for this lesson um, of this program today, I um, I came down with another pretty nasty bug and, you know, I had a, a similar trigger happen in my week and it was funny because I reacted differently because I chose to react differently. I mm. knew that God was my friend and I thought, I don't need to go back to this place again. You already know the answer. You've got a security in, a, in God's friendship. Move forward. Don't get stuck. Mm. And so, you know, often you don't realize how much you've gained until you get triggered again and then you go, oh, no, I can choose differently. So your understanding or your um the reality of your friendship with God has now changed a little bit and uh, that's that's impacting on your life. You, you've mentioned here a verse that we studied um, together a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, this was the rich young ruler and it says, So he, Jesus, uh, said to him, that's the rich young ruler, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. Uh, tell us how that um, impacted you when we... When we talked about that. (laughs) Well, I think it's because I strive to be good. And one of my issues is I want to be good. I want to be really good. I want to be, you know, I want to be a a great friend. I want to be, you know, perfect in a lot of ways. I, I work hard to be the best person I can be. And the problem with that is none of us are good. We are sinful, we, we make mistakes, and it's not about being, you know, pitying ourselves or giving ourselves an excuse. It's saying you're not working for love. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, can't, we can't earn it, we can't work for it. Um, God loves us because he loves us. He chose us because he chooses to choose us. Um, and when we listen to his voice, he grows us and changes us and helps helps us in our own work walk, but he also helps others. You know, I was given the most amazing experience at sharing a conversation with a late lady that I could never have predicted to know um, because I followed God's leading. And, you know, none of this was about myself. This was about the identity that I have, that I am um, God's and that I will follow him. And he will take me places that I can't even predict to be taken to. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, ultimately, it's just a simple fact that he is our friend and we should just grab it and choose it. We need to accept that and uh, embrace it Um, and not, not question it. And I guess that's our... Our temptation, isn't it, to question, well, why does God love me? Am I good enough for God to love me? And when you come to that realisation, as a closing um, verse in Mark 16, 15, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mm. And that gospel is that for God so loved the world (laughs) that he came (laughs) and gave his only son for us. Amazing. And uh, God's love for us is never-ending. Uh, it is always there. It's just up to us to accept that. Next time on uh, when you join us, I'm not sure when that'll be, maybe two weeks' time, three weeks, uh, depending on what we've got lined up, um, you'll be talking about a different topic. What's that going to be? Uh, it's called To Be Encouraged. Awesome. And it's about uh, 
yeah, in, encouraging others. And when we encourage others, we might have a few surprises that we're being encouraged to. Awesome. Join us tomorrow on Monday with Afi Tuoe. This is um, What a Friend We Have in Jesus by Chris Rice. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit What needless pain we bear All because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer Have we trials and temptations Is there trouble anywhere should never be discouraged Take it to the Lord in prayer Can we find a friend so faithful Who will all our sorrow share Jesus knows our every weakness Take it to the Lord in prayer And heavy laden Cumbered with a load of care Precious Savior still our refuge Take it to the Lord in prayer Do your friends despise, forsake you Take it to the Lord in prayer In His arms He'll take and shield you You will find a solace there What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in prayer